What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your Pro Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast, all your social media needs. I said the website again. Damn it. It's just a reflex. Don't go to the website. It's stupid. Um, just Google us at KF Podcast. Who has a website in 2021? I know. Idiot. Um, so... Yeah, just Google us. You'll find our social media. You'll find us on your favorite podcast catcher and whatnot. We'll be there. Also, we do a uh, pop culture week in review. Check that out where we talk about dribble and the, the, the box office. So uh, check us out there. And uh, so let's, let's get into some wrestling. All right, let's do it. Uh, big event. One of our favorite events. Uh, maybe not this year because it's, you know. Because of Justin. Because of wrestling. <laughs> We did have a Royal Rumble get together. We do a little betting where we select numbers for ten dollars a draw. You get five numbers. Whoever comes out, if you win, you win. And Justin, this was his first time doing it, and he won not the not just the women's, but he also won the men's. So he yes. walked up, stayed, he didn't even go home, as you say. He stayed home and just collected one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> the worst. Couldn't Pretty even pay funny. For the network. Couldn't even pay for the network. Couldn't even get a free trial of the yeah. network. I know. But uh, so we had the rumble. Start off, we had the women's uh, tag team championship match on the pre-show. It was just okay. I mean, I don't know. It was just, you know. I'm glad the belts are off Charlotte and uh, Asuka. They need to focus on other stuff. But uh, I hate those tag team titles on Nia and Shayna. I wish they would go to, like, someone else, you know, that needs it. Those two don't need it. Those belts should go down to NXT where they actually have a women's division that can handle it and some tag yeah. teams. Yeah, I agree. Um, then we had the WWE Championship match, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. I liked the Goldberg versus uh, Drew. It ended the way I wanted it to end. Goldberg got some shots in. Drew won. Everyone calmed down. <laughs> Goldberg doesn't have the title going into Mania. Yeah. All is right in the world. Yet, he may show up on yeah. SmackDown. You never know. Yeah, could happen. Uh, but I think we were all agreement that it was okay, right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. It, it served its purpose. It was good. Yeah. Um, SmackDown women's match. Um, yeah, I'd seen that already once before. I really didn't need to see that again. Yeah, it was a worse version of their last match. This isn't wasn't great, yeah. but it wasn't bad. Like it was fine. How much did your wife hate Carmella in the outfit that she came in? Oh my god! Whenever her thong was like her like up over her hips, she's like how. Yeah, like she's like how my, my wife has very strong opinions on a lot of things. Oscar's costume is one. She hates yeah. that there's a thong outside her costume. I honestly don't know why your wife watches wrestling with us. She, all those things generally bother her. And yeah. she's like, oh, what is this? Oh, who's this guy? She just likes the rebel style, you know. She likes the rebel style, but she also likes complaining about shit. And listen, she'll watch AEW sometimes when I'm not home and working. Like oh, she really? said. Yeah, she's like, oh, because she wants to watch Pac or Chris Jericho sometimes. But she's yeah, always she's, Pac. She's always been a fan of Pac. But mm. funny. But yeah, she does genuinely hate a lot of things with the women on wrestling. So it's hilarious. Right. It was funny. Um, next, we had the uh, women's Royal Rumble match, which uh, Bianca Belair won. Uh, I th- isn't it amazing? Like we really never talked about that before. But the day we go to make our picks for it, we all agree that Bianca's gonna win. Like, yeah. it's that obvious to us? Like, you know, we just or was that more like emotionally we all wanted it? You know, I feel like when they did the uh, what's that that shit that they do on the network where they follow them around for a little bit and have a little documentary about them. Yeah, get a twenty four seven on her right before. Yeah, they were. And all the vignettes, they were hyping her. Like, you know, that's why she was able to lose a couple matches. It just, WWE has a very formulaic process. And, uh, yeah. Come up to the main roster, you never really make an impact right off the gate. You're usually, usually make a big splash your first night there. Then you kind of disappear. The next thing you know, you're running around doing funny segments. And then you win the Royal Rumble, you know, so. Bianca deserved it. I also thought it made Rhea Ripley look pretty good, too, for a main mm-hmm. roster run. She should be back somewhere right in there, I meant. Yeah. 
My only, I thought this was better than the men's rumble. My only thing, if I was booking it, I would have had Rhea Ripley win a because I would have won money, and b because <laughs> I think that her coming up to face Oscar yeah. would is something is something that would be cool for a rumble where Bianca and Sasha are already on the same show that they could yeah. just like she could have won an elimination chamber and get the same rub for like a number one contender. So I kind of hope that Charlotte, at some point here, beats Oscar, has that belt, and Rhea should def- should dethrone her at Mania. So That'd you think be good. That Charlotte's gonna have the belt for like two months and then lose it at Mania. Charlotte don't need a long title run, but I, I think th- they're working towards something between her and uh, what's her face, Lacey Evans for Mania. Though. That's yeah, it does feel like they're going that route, but. Oscar's such a boring champion. It's hard to have a good rivalry with her. Like the only person that has a rivalry with Oscar is Charlotte, because mm-hmm. like Charlotte beat her after she won the Rumble. You know, like she's one of the only people. Everybody else, like, there's just not really much there. That's you know? why I think you need Rhea Ripley to come up. She's bigger. You know, yeah. I think they'll have a good hard hitting match. You know, it would yeah. be. It would be good. Bianca and Sasha will be good. I mean, that's, you know, Sasha's well, yeah. good. But it'll be decent. Um, then you had the Universal Championship match, that last standing match, which went really long, which I was surprised. I thought they did a, a really good job in this. Just the ending kind of got fucked up, which kind of, like, took the air out of it a little bit because, you know, it was kind of silly. Like, he clearly just lost because he couldn't get out of handcuffs. But for some reason... And they were like, oh, there's a delay. Like, the referee didn't know what to do there when Heyman couldn't get Roman out of the handcuffs. He just <laughs> kind of was like, what are you doing on there? You okay? It was a shame, too, because that was a really good last man standing match. It was. And then the thing that they did before where the guy was about to count Roman, and Roman grabbed the referee and threw him into that thing hurt. It was like, oh, that's good. And then, like, he just couldn't get the handcuffs off. You know, like, Heyman should be fired. He should be. <laughs> and it went for what three minutes of <laughs> uh, them trying to figure out what they were doing, you know. It went for a while. Those. Uh, well, he's like, oh, he's got his feet under him. He, the count has to stop. <laughs> like, okay, good cover. Yeah, <laughs> should have tried a key. They, they, somebody, sh- he should have come out with bolt cutters. Yeah, and just cut the. Just talking on the. Justin watched it. Uh, that's true. Right. Someone should just came up with the bolt cutters and snapped them real quick, yep. and not, not gone through that all that shit, or use fake handcuffs that like just you could hit a button, they just pop off, you know, like. Or have a plastic link and have them break, you know. Remember when Mark Henry was supposed to break into the hell in the cell that one time? The door. <laughs> then he had to actually rip the damn door off. Uh huh. <laughs> He then we had, uh, yeah, he is. Then we had the men's Royal Rumble. Um, I did not see Edge winning this at all. That came as a complete shock to me, um, which I like a surprise. And I don't know. Me and Ken talked about this a little bit the other day. I'm okay with this. I know you weren't too big on Edge winning, but I'm okay with this. Yeah, I had my issues. I don't think that like this is kind of what I was talking about with the Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. I just don't see why edge needed this. Like, I feel like there was things that could have been done better. I, overall, I thought the men's was disappointing. I thought how it was booked. I agree. Um, I'm tired of the returning guy always winning the Royal rumble. Yes. Agreed. Like Batista winning it the one year Mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the difference with that is Edge is supposed to be back. Like, Batista wasn't back. Like, Batista was, like, coming back for that. You know, like, Edge – the only thing I like about Edge is, like, it's a good story. He returned last year. Then he got hurt again, which screwed it up. I want him to come back and, like, get that title. And I think the way you do it to really make it work is Edge versus McIntyre doesn't fit. It doesn't yeah. fit. It's not. It's not good. They're both two good baby faces. Edge versus Bauer would be amazing, but why would Edge want the NXT title right now? It doesn't make any sense. Edge versus Roman Reigns is the way to go. Yeah. Because Roman Reigns is the ultimate 
nasty, bad, dominating heel, and Edge is a total over babyface right now. He has ties to Kevin Owens. They're both from Canada. And there's really no one else on SmackDown right now that's in that spot other than maybe Daniel Bryant to challenge uh, Roman. And Edge is like a great underdog superhero kind of thing that I think fits well with Roman. And they both do the spear. They both do the spear. Yeah, there's there's a lot there to do. I mean, Edge was uh, eliminated, I think, last year by Roman at the Rumble. Yeah, he was, I think. And then McIntyre eliminated Roman. So I think that works a lot better. And I think that's where you'll go, especially since on Raw... We go, we're not going to get to it yet, but the main event, Edge finally beat Orton. I think they want to keep Edge and Orton separate. So wouldn't be surprised if you see Edge move to SmackDown and go over there and do that. That way him and Orton don't have to cross paths, and that storyline can kind of be gone for right now. Yeah, I think they kind of ended that on Monday anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the rumble was tough because it was just like nothing – the flow was off of it to me. You know how like in most rumbles you have that flow of like – there's a lot of bad guys in the ring and they're beating up a guy. Then you need like a good guy to come down and it evens it out. Or then like, you know, you have these moments of people. It was just random people. It's just yes. like another out. Oh, here's another random person out. Here's, here's whoever we could get as a surprise entrant. It's the fucking hurricane, you know? And well, they and, did have a comic book theme. They did. To the, they did. To the rumble. This was a surprise other than the hurricane. Carlito. Carlito. Um, I feel like there's one more. There was. I can't Christian. remember who. Yeah. Christian. Well, Christian being back was cool because I think he's actually going to be able to wrestle too a little bit. So. Oh, the one thing I mentioned that when we were talking about it was I feel like I would rather have the Edge moment at WrestleMania his return for him and Christian to win the tag titles. Like I think that that would be better for me than him going to face Roman and losing. Like. Yeah. You know, like the I feel like maybe there is maybe Christian's not ready to do that. You know what I mean? Maybe it was a you know, we don't know. Like he wasn't on Raw. Maybe he'll be on SmackDown. But maybe maybe there's something there. Where Christian's like I'm not wrestling that much. You know I don't I don't want to do that. You know it's, you know. Keo O'Neal can be in a tag team match. Christian can. Be in a tag team match. <laughs> yeah, but if you win the tag team championships, you're wrestling. But Shaquille O'Neal ain't gonna wrestle. Jay Cargill's gonna roll. We'll, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to that show. <laughs> that was the Rumble on uh, Raw then. You saw Bobby Lashley destroy Matt Riddle for the U.S. title, and I think Matt Riddle got knocked out so hard that he doesn't he doesn't know where he's at now, or some kind of. That's like a stick. I think they're gonna do like an amnesia gimmick. I like the crazy Lashley though, where like they couldn't pull him off him, and even MVP didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> I, I like that version of Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's a a beast on that show, and you know I kind of want I kind of want to see him. Get rid of that U.S. title and kind of go as a as a contender first. True, I think Lashley versus Drew uh, would be a better main event uh, mania match for the for the Raw title. I they agree. keep teasing Bobby Lashley as a main eventer, but they never pull the trigger on it. Yeah, yeah. And also, I don't even think he needs to drop the U.S. belt. Like, just have like yeah, you, yeah. You could do U.S. champion versus world champion. That that sells. Yeah. They used to do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And that, actually, it almost makes it more credible because how annoying is it always like, oh, so and so just dropped the belt and he doesn't have a rematch, so we know what he's doing now. He's going for, yeah. he's going, going up the going up the title ring. Yeah. But then we also complain when someone has both belts. You know, we complain about either way. You know. Yeah, because we're well, they used to be back when like. In WCW and NWA, the rules were if you were the U.S. champion, you were automatically the number one contender for the world title. Right. And a lot of guys would win it, and then they would just they would vacate the U.S. title, and they would hold a tournament or a battle royal or something. But they don't get creative like that anymore. They just yeah. have the guy running around with two belts. And then and then yeah. accidentally lose the the lesser of the belt in some schmoz way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I lost that belt, but I won my title. I got my main title. Mm-hmm. Still. Yeah. Now, NXT did that recently when Keith Lee won the yeah. world the NXT title. Yeah. He, they had a nice tournament. Yeah, they, did a, <laughs> they did a nice tournament for the for the uh, North American Championship. I think that would be good because if you booked that at Mania and Lashley fights Drew and like were to beat Drew at Mania and have both belts, and then the the other one, then the next night on Raw, you announced the United States championship tournament that's a big thing you know then you have big guys and you can have an nxt guys 
slip up into the main roster and be in the tournament. You know, like there's a lot. Man doesn't like tournaments. Yeah, he doesn't. He does. He's the only time he's like tournaments is when they're in Puerto Rico and he doesn't have to actually have them. Mm -hmm. Here's what really annoys the shit out of me with stuff WWE does. So you had Damian Priest debut in the Rumble, right? So then the next night he's on Raw, and like he appeared on Miz TV, which would have been a cool like oh shit moment. But they did a backstage segment with him beforehand, so you knew he was there. Like they they ruined their own own surprise. So they show (laughs) that bunny guy arrive, and then he's back there talking to Damian Priest. I'm like oh shit, Damian Priest is on Raw. So then when they have the the Miz TV angle with the bunny where they're like gonna beat him up, Damian Priest music hits, and then the fucking Raw announce team goes. Oh my God, Damian Priest is here. What's he doing here? What do you mean he's doing here? He's in the back. He's been in the back. <laughs> like you just shoot yourself in the foot constantly with the bad booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that would have been a cool moment when his music, because I'm sitting there going, well, Damian Priest is coming out. I know he's coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know what to do with that. God, I okay. hope they don't drop the ball with Damian Priest on Raw, but you know they oh will. They're probably going to. They ruined Keith Lee on Raw, so they're probably going to ruin him next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, one thing, know. a lot of people were complaining why wasn't Keith Lee in the Men's Royal Rumble, and maybe a lot of people didn't know, but he, uh, Mia Yim tested positive for COVID, so Keith Lee was banned from uh, banned from being there because I think he was supposed to originally be in the Rumble too as well, but Mia is okay, it seems, but she tested positive, so... Uh, Obviously, with uh, them being engaged, and you know that uh, they're engaged. He had to go. He had to stay home, so he missed out. Unfortunately, um, I think they're probably building some kind of Mustafa Ali versus Kofi feud, for maybe for Mania, which wouldn't be too bad because those guys be can a good both. Match both go yeah. you know and they're building off history i like that mustafa ali was saying if i was in that uh gauntlet match you would have never had your run at mania so there is story that they're harking back to which isn't too yeah. bad mm-hmm. um what else we had we had the raw tag titles the hurt business pertained they're still not getting along though getting along you had that Triple threat for the tag, which which kind of pushed the whole Lacey Charlotte feud more, but also Oscar being annoyed with Charlotte, and then Lana and Naomi are the number one contenders, <laughs> which is crazy. Why is Naomi on Raw and not on SmackDown with her husband and her family? That's what I was. It makes no sense. Why is Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, who you have booked as an actual tag team, <laughs> not win and like challenge? Because you know this is going to be Lana and Naomi are going to win these tag belts. Because that's Lana's revenge over Nia Jax. Yeah. She eliminated her. She did all this other stuff. It's mm. just going to be more nonsense. Yeah. More and we Gaga have, bullshit. Gaga bullshit. We Carlito's back. Which I like. I'm a fan of that. She yeah. didn't. So, Brock, the WWE had to remind us that Carlito put on weight and he's big. He's in shape. <laughs> They must have said it 150 fucking thousand times. Hey. Wow, in great shape. Look at Carlito. Look at Carlito. He's in great well, shape. It's been 10 years since he's been there. People probably don't even know what he looked like. Most of them are watching it. Kids that are watching it. I like Carlito. I'm glad he's back. How soon until he's running around chasing the, the uh, <laughs> 24-7 championship? Oh, three months. Three months. You <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be on for two months, and then all of a sudden he'll show <laughs> yeah, up. He's <laughs> now, you know, it worked out well for MVP last year when he returned. He was kind of the star of the pandemic when everyone was gone there for a while. Yeah. Maybe Carlito can find some kind of success like MVP did. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. First night tagging with Jeff Hardy against Elias and Jackson Riker isn't a kickoff to. Like, well, I mean, go back and see what, like, MVP, MVP's first thing on Raw, he got beat by Ricochet. Yeah, but he was trying to recruit people that whole time. But that didn't start for a few weeks, though. Yeah, we'll first, see. First, he just came out in his Black Panther outfit and got beat by Ricochet, and they were like, you're probably never going to see him again. Then the pandemic, they were like, oh, wait, MVP lives right down the didn't road. He even, didn't he even quit after that match? I think he did. I think he was done. I think he was out. Didn't he get on the mic and say, I quit? 
I think he may have. <laughs> and, 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 and then I think literally two weeks after that, they started the MP Arena shows, and everyone was like, man, and they, again, they were like, MVP lives like a mile away from the performance center. Like, all right, MVP recruiting people and all that business is born from it. Now they have three of the uh, three titles on Raw. Crazy. Hey, it worked out for them. So maybe Carlito will find something. Who knows? None of those guys were doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Especially Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Poor Shelton oh, was. Yeah. Last thing he did was he was. Brock Lesnar's best friend. He got beat up a bunch. And then... <laughs> no rumble last year. He came stuck at him and just got pulverized. <laughs> um, Alexa Bliss is like a transformer. She changed into a hundred different versions of herself. But I have to say that move that she added on to the sister Abigail is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Did you see that, Ken? How she does that? No. Uh, she sort of like. She you know, to, like. Dragon Sleeper to start with it. Oh. Like twist her arm around so when she spins you around in that Sister Abigail, it's like she's like driving your head into the ground more. It's really good. I don't know. I I think I think they should push this Alexa Bliss stuff till she eventually maybe she should beat Oscar. But she's got a feud with Randy. She might actually end up fighting Randy Orton. That's what I think is going to happen. I think she's going to transform it into the Fiend then. Yeah. Like, I think that's, I think he's living inside her right now. Yeah. Especially with how sure. it ended. Yeah. With the blood coming out of her mouth and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's a lot of people who wouldn't mind living in Alexa Bliss, so that's, I think it's all... Disappointed Brock is my favorite new favorite thing. As it long is. as I get that. Figures, disappointed Brock. He just comes with a meh. Uh, um, then you had Edge versus Randy. Um, it's fine. It was good. I was glad. You know, it's oh, hopefully that's over. We don't have to see that for a while. It wasn't a clean victory though. Nope. I think they do that on purpose just so that in case they want to do them again at one point, Randy Orton has a reason. You know. Mm-hmm. There's always some schmoz, as they say. Yeah, Alexa Bliss came out, blood coming out of her mouth, distracting Orton, and then Edge Spear. That would distract me. So that was wrong. NXT last night. Uh, Brock, did you watch NXT last night? I did. My son would not go to sleep, so I was able to watch both shows. Okay. Um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez won. They go in the next round. I think so they're going to win the whole thing. Kane and Carter and Casey, they had that little run, but that was over. They did. How many, how many botches did those two have in this match? There were some botches. How about when Casey climbed that pole, though? That was cool. Jumped off it. That was all right. Yeah, those two are still green. When she hit that stupid flippy finisher thing on uh, Raquel, she landed right on her head. Yeah. Did you notice that? That move is not perfected. She needs to like work no. on that. What I don't know what the end is supposed to be because like last want... time it ended with like a senton and this time it's like a leg drop onto Raquel's yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's she's try. I think she needs to take one rotation out of that. Mm-hmm. And just you make know, sure you can land it. Just the way you land it. I know the goal is to be like, well, it's a five ninety and a six eighty and all these things, <laughs> but like. At this point, it's like, just make sure you stick it. You know? The rotations will come. Uh, what else we had? We had that Lucha House Party fight uh, Del Fantasma. That was okay. I think Legato is going to win this. The one you cut, you cut like, out there. Win the tournament? I think Legato, yeah, I think Legato Del Fantasma is winning the tournament. Yeah, they're a good pick for it. Uh, they're really pushing those three right now. Yeah. Um. Then you had uh, Edge stepping in the ring for NXT. It was cool to see his entrance on NXT and come talk to Balor and Pete Dunne. They were going to have a match at the next takeover. Yeah, that was a good segment. Yeah. I like how he compared himself to both of them. I like how Edge ran into Karrion Cross outside. Yeah. That was a good... And then when you look at that, you're like, man, Ed, Edge is a big guy too. You know, like... Height-wise, he was almost taller than Cross. Like Cross looks a lot bigger standing next to Balor and all these Edge small big dude. Yeah, just still a big dude. Um, 
I was wondering why they have Karrion Cross messing with Santos Escobar. I don't really get why he's like giving a Luke shit about Underground this. man. Is that is that what that is? Was he on? Was Cross on Lucha Underground? I believe so. Toward the end, I don't recall him on there. Maybe it's some other AAA thing then, because I like that he came out and beat the shit out of his tag team, out of the out yeah. of the team, and then like walked in the ring and was like, "Get out of the ring!" Just like punked, punked uh, the champion, the cruiserweight champion. Santos Escobar is on one hell of a run as cruiserweight champion. He is, but but now on NXT UK, uh, Jordan Devlin is defending the title over there. Oh, he's defending the title over there too. Mm-hmm. He'll eventually fight for it. Yeah, it'll be exciting to have. I wouldn't be surprised at WrestleMania weekend that they have some kind of unification match. Yeah, the purple title versus the new black title. He was the White Rabbit in uh, Lucha Underground. Karen Cross was. Yeah. No, I thought the White Rabbit was what's his name? Um, uh, Paul London. They were together. Oh, Paul London had the White Rabbit. Okay, sorry, my bad. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Paul London's nickname. He tried to murder Margarita Sagrada with a wooden scepter. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to find some kind of connection between the two of them from something. All I saw was when I was watching NXT the other night, like trying to catch up on stuff that it was that guy was talking shit on Cross and making fun of his TikTok. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah his TikTok. On TikTok. Yeah. So then Cross came down and was like, "You don't say that again, and you shut your mouth." Understand? He's like, "I don't have to come back out here." <laughs> like, all right, and just kind of left out. He's like, "Now get out of my ring." He's talking a lot more carrying cross, what I like. That I like. He beat oh he held off Phantasma in his uh triple A debut. In, in 2017. So they do have a history. Okay. That's good. And then the last match, um again, I it it upsets me that Raw, that NXT and AEW still aren't the same night because last night was another example of great matches to end both shows. And if you aren't not able to watch both, it's upsetting because this was 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 amazing too. Cole and Strong versus Thatcher and Champa I thought was phenomenal. I mean they like really really went off on each other and and I like Champa and and Thatcher together. I think that that fits really good. I thought it was really good. Yeah, Would you say about it? I liked it. It was their main events are they knock it out of the park every week. They do. It's a shame that the two wrestling shows are on at the same time. Yeah, it is. You just miss out on that. We're both are, are really good, and you know, because some pay attention to like social media. One of them gets spoiled with the one you're not watching. You know, you right. got to be careful. Yeah. Right. So let's go over to AEW. Um, they went back up in ratings again. Uh, I guess the wedding. Selling the wedding was maybe a reason that people turned up, but they went back up to 844. Uh, NXT actually dropped a little bit, so Edge being on NXT, I don't think brought more viewers to it, announcing that. Uh, it was at 610. Um, started the night off with the Tag Team Battle Royal. Uh, Ken, what would you think? I thought it was good. I didn't mind it. I thought the Inner Circle stuff and all the like factions was a little crazy. But, yeah, because I thought the stipulation of that match a couple weeks ago was they were only going to have one team that they were pushing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I don't know what this is going to you know lead to. Stupid Jericho again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope it leads to them turning on him in the inner circle not having Jericho in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think it so fills that, like, Sammy and MJF are, it's too obvious that they hate each other. Yeah. Like, you know, so it just feels like the whole inner circle is going to turn on Jericho. But I honestly think this is, I think Jericho's in this thing where it's all about the slow burn. I think him and MJF are going to beat the Bucks for the tag titles. Oh God, I hope not. I think they are. I think this is Jericho. <laughs> I mean, again, we say this every week, but like Jericho takes up so much of this show. I mean, like, uh-huh. The whole inter- I mean, the tag team battle royal was good. I thought like 
the acclaim looked well in there. That kid from there, Jungle Boy looked good in there. You know, and they had a lot of good storytelling things that were happening in there that were good. But you know, the primary stuff about it is the inner circle, and then you have segments yep. backstage. Jericho's a number one contender. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning those belts so that the Young Bucks can go do their feuds or whatever they need to do. And and then you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Jericho, man, he loves he loves his run that he's on, man. He's all about it. Yeah, it's frustrating because you know it, what sucks is I love Chris Jericho. I always thought he was great. Yeah, and now too. I'm like, it's like oh, I, I I'm getting burnt out. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I've always liked him too, and it's just like it almost feels like the Chris Jericho show at times now, and everybody else just kind of we'll fit yeah. them in if we can. Yeah, exactly. Even when like the acclaim came out and cut off Jericho's sing along, like yeah. the camera was still on Jericho the entire time, and yeah. they were talking about how mad he is. Oh, they cut, they cut Jer- the demigod off, and you know, and they're I'm like, yeah, he let them do that, but this is still all about him. Yeah. You know, like we're still focused mainly on him here. That's it. That's all, that's all that matters. Chris Jericho. And then next we had Darby Allen and Sting to address the street fight. And dumb. I mean, uh, <laughs> so dumb. Ricky Starks is right. That's not the same thing. It's not. Sting's <laughs> so lame. Some years old. Get I hope Hook beats him up. It's so lame. Like I, 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 I don't know why they don't get that. Like you don't have to have Sting and Darby Allen talk to be cool and get over. Like Sting didn't talk for two years. He was more over than he ever was. If if you just, instead of having this whole segment, you should have just had Ricky Starks and and cage beat the shit out of two jobbers and then make fun of Sting and show Sting and Darby in the crowd and the, and the, and the rafters, you know, like you, you can make it cooler just by doing nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. like you you don't, this is a key thing of less is more. Sting's yeah. always been a less is more kind of guy. Yeah, because his promos are so goofy and over exaggerated the way he talks and And Darby Allen's yeah, promos too. Yeah, I I agree with you hundred percent. He sounds so goofy when he tries to talk too much. <laughs> you know. And that's why Joker's stuff was great. Good promos either. Darby shouldn't talk either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one time. Darby should do his videos because yes. those are cool. Yeah. Darby's talks, his promos are like a, you know a fifteen-year-old in art class that just got broke up with, and he wants to listen to the Cure all day. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Sting is just goofy. He's literally Joker Sting all the time. He's just all riddle me this bullshit. Yeah. You know, who who's like you're pulling out you know. Cesar Romero fucking lines <laughs> from the 66 Batman <laughs> show. But some of the things he used to say. Well, here's the thing. He's pretty much saying I'm now trying to be serious with fucking gray hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This street fight is going to be so bad because they have to protect him so much. And it's just going to be Darby getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> through everywhere while things just off camera getting hit with a bat and disappearing you know here's yeah. the best thing that could happen in this street fight is if the, if they can't jump look. sting <laughs> if they cancel if they jump sting early and like lock him in a dumpster or handcuff him. Yeah. Yeah. Dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but you're right like he, somewhere he gets like trapped yes. and then he has a big save at the end with the bat and hit him yeah and you know it'd be great He's Use his magic powers to get out, you know. He, but he could also change. What if he changed yeah. into like different paint, or if he changed into Joker face Sting, or he changed into I don't know. Turn change into Surfer Sting. Wolfpack. When you're one years old, you know. Yeah, maybe Wolfpack Sting. He comes back as Baby Jesus Sting or something like. Remember that match that he had with Jeff Jarrett when all the different Stings were coming down? Yeah. Oh. Or the end of WCW. Yep. I popped so loud for uh, for uh, Wolfpack thing. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be the worst Wolfpack thing. Oh, Wolfpack the worst. <laughs> the worst. My dad. Worst. What did you say, Brock? My dad had during that time with 
thing was he said if if my career was in the same state as things right now, I'd have a red face too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I was I remember watching that and I was so happy thinking that Sting chose the the Hogan team. I was like, I don't want him in the Wolf Pack. He's not so Hogan. So it was the Giant. <laughs> the Giant was so happy. I was like, uh, Lex Luger was horrible in the NWO Wolf Pack too. Remember how horrible Luger was? Luger was like 40 trying to be like this gangster rapper. Guy, it just didn't work. Uh, Bischoff was talking about that on his podcast. It's- this past week, and he's like, everybody was trying to be the same character. He's like, the filthy animals dressed like that because they were the filthy animals. That was their gimmick. He's like, every other group had the same exact thing. He's like, just yeah. like a grungy, dirty, like, fight club. Yeah, especially Nash started wearing, like, remember when Nash started wearing, like, Conan-type outfits and stuff? Uh-huh. The oversized shirts and everything. Like, like, come on, man. Just, you know. Not uh, over though. And um, I found this great guy on on YouTube that does like these like breakdowns of like NWO DX and all this stuff, and he does them in small segments, but then you can watch them all together. And um, he has this real thick Irish accent, and it's like so soothing to listen to him just talk about the NWO. And the NWO one was three hours long. Jesus. <laughs> it was like all these other videos. I watched it like two weeks. For two weeks, I just had it on here and there watching it. And I loved every minute of it. It was so good. But he broke down everything. I never remembered all the stuff that he talked about. Like, he he had a 45-minute video just about sold out and all the things that, like, <laughs> the background had sold out that I never knew occurred and, like, all these different things with Hogan and Nash, and it was so good, so good. The DX one was like an hour and a half, but it's good. Go look them up. Just to list all the NWO members, you need an hour. I knew Brock how many people were in the NWO until I and I lived the NWO. I was there watching it week in and week out. I'm like, oh, I I don't I forgot Dusty Rose was in the NWO. <laughs> you know. He was there at the, toward the beginning of it yeah. too, and that like. And that, like, people like um, Ted DiBiase was, like, in the NWO and then out. And then, like, the Steiner Brothers a week later. Uh, Big Show, the Giant, was in and out of the NWO about a hundred times. In true Big Show fashion. (laughs) We should do a whole episode on the NWO. But for here, we're going to move on to the next match, which was Thunder versus Brett Baker. And I think this may have been one of the best AEW women's matches I've seen. I totally agree. Top five. How good are these two? Like, if these two aren't in your well, aren't in your semifinals for this this belt tournament, then you're you're doing a disservice to your belt. How it is when you have these two that know how to wrestle, know how to like work with each other, just put on a match where you're like, oh yeah, this is yeah, here we go. This is what I've been looking. Get rid of all this other shit that they have in there, and and who killed it they killed it they're both great now what do you think about the setup for that for the women's number one contender match i don't mind it because here's why i don't think that they have a very deep roster and you can make a long tournament and show matches that kind of focus i mean i'm sure this is part of the deal with new japan which we'll get into later but like you know there's this is some talent they can use and film over there and experience a new crowd where you don't have to pay to fly them over. You don't have to pay for work fees, all that kind of nonsense. So there's, there's good stuff to be had by this, Mm -hmm. but you know, and you pick one girl to fly over to have the finals match on whatever pay-per-view you want to do it on. But like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. And I also think it's a chance to, see new people because i think there's better wrestlers out there than sheeta and like the ones that we've seen yeah Riho. (laughs) like uh, you know there's 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 better stuff out there and i really think that this is going to focus on it maybe hopefully hopefully because there's some of the girls that they were showing that really got a lot of like fanfare that people were excited for like and yeah. I can't remember their names, but like one of them, their their big thing that they were opening with was like, you know, 
said, you know, see you soon, motherfuckers, or something like that. I was like, oh shit, they're really like <laughs> this. This little Asian girl's like going to town here in her de- debut stuff. So, you know, they don't care about swearing over there with their stuff. It was it was interesting. You know, yeah, I, I, I liked it. That's good. Yeah, whatever you got to do to try and make that division better, I'm all for. Mm-hmm. But th- there's no help. way that Riho needs to, you know. You know, this this needs to go on someone new. It needs to go on Brit. Uh, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I mean, it's about time. It's time for yeah. that. It's time for that. Um, next we had um Hangman and Hardy first Chaos Project, and I, I like this Hangman Hardy story that they're doing. I don't mind it. Uh, I, I, it's, you know why I like it right now? It's keeping Hangman occupied. Obviously, yeah. they're still developing that the long game for whatever they're doing with Kenny and the Bucks and the Elite and, and the, the Bullet Club. This is good. I, I kind of like this. Like, I'm not a big Matt Hardy guy, but I like the way he is here. Kind of like, oh, I'm just going to hang out. Like, or we're going to be in this match together. You know, like, eventually it's going to lead to those two fighting. Hangman will beat him, and then yeah. you can move on with Hangman doing something else. So I don't mind it. I mean, yeah. I like that they changed up Hardy's music. Now he's a big money Matt. Big money Matt. <laughs> Chaos Project's the worst. They're the worst. They are jobbers that get beat up, but they are the fucking worst. They are. I mean, that guy that Jericho talks about, whatever, Luther, he is sloppy in the ring. <laughs> you talk about, like, missing spots and doing stuff. That guy, I would not want to work with that dude. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I don't see many redeeming values in this guy. Like, and I feel like it's a different Serpentico each time he's on TV. <laughs> the body type looks different each time. It's, it's whatever local talent they can get to show up. No, because it's... I mean, AEW never stops talking about it. Jr. says over and over, well, if that's even Serpentico, I mean, we don't know. We, we don't know. It's always a different person. I'm like, yeah, Jr. Don't stop mentioning it over and over. Well, I think wasn't Sammy Guevara dressed up like him one time, and that's like ever time. since then. Now it's like a whole thing, yeah, one yeah. time. <laughs> well, here's the thing with Jr. You do one thing one time, and you got it's a shtick now. It's as funny. It's as funny. While we're talking Jr., let me just say, I'm on record again. That three man team is the fucking worst anymore. I, I don't know what's going on with them, but they are terrible. I wish they would wipe them all out and get me even. <laughs> <laughs> even what I mean, even what's his name, Excalibur, whatever. Tony Schiavone, like I've always loved Tony Schiavone. I feel like he acts like a fucking idiot on there, like <laughs> stuff that he says. I feel like that they are. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get a lot of what's happening in that commentating booth. It's 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 different. <laughs> you know what I feel? It is. I feel it's like, you know, when you're a WWE announcer, like. There's certain things you're allowed to say and not say, and sometimes like it's bad. Like when McMahon makes them say over and over, uh, "It's boss time." It's boss time, or, or, or tagline for a pay-per-view. But he also kind of keeps them where they, like sometimes it's a good thing to keep them in line. I yeah. think Dr. and Shivani, like I know Shivani usually used to have like Bischoff give them lines. I think they're allowed the Tony Khan rule. I think you're allowed to do whatever you want because yeah. Tony Khan is a great guy. And Shivani sometimes, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, I don't know. Just like that time when um, Don Callis went over and was like, beat at Shivani. And he's like, no, you get out of here. This is my challenge. That, like, that wasn't what you're going to say. And Don Callis just tucked his tail and walked away. Like, <laughs> he's like 6'5". Like, six, six, like, fuck out of that chair. <laughs> I don't know, like, what goes on with him. But JR is all over the place. He don't know what he's talking about. He interrupts people. They all talk over each other. And the other thing is all three of those guys are trying to do color commentary. And there's not like, you know, like JR do color commentary. And then like the king would just like throw zingers in or someone was a heel. There's no heel. There's no one. Even when Jericho's on there, he tries to do the color commentary. (laughs) too. it's like one guy needs to do the lead. One guy. And the rest comments. It's fucking chaos. It's chaos project. Is what is what that? <laughs> it gets worse every week too. <laughs> it does. I try not to pay attention to the announcers. Yeah. Yeah, it's me too. 
So then we had um, the Lumberjack match, Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Um, again, my TV cut out at part of this, and I missed some of this. I didn't know what the hell went on. I came back on, and the match was over. You have a block on again? anything involving Lance Archer. <laughs> You're probably smart. Archer versus Kingston. Lumberjack oh. match. That was a yeah, decent lumberjack match. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked, you know, it also, too, it wasn't like Kingston being a chicken shit heel. He was, like, running out and beating people up there and running, you know, it was it was, it was mm. decent. You know, I liked it. It was good. Okay, I, that's good. I, I think I, I, it's probably over now. I think so, too. Oh, yeah, spe- especially on. with oh. what's happening at the end of the paper, or what happened at the end of the show, I think it's right. So then we have to talk the wedding. Uh, this is the worst wrestling wedding of all time. Yes. I I mean, I saw people online going, oh my god, it was so great, it was so funny. I'm like, yep. this is fucking terrible. What this... was the point of Chuck Taylor becoming a butler? He was a butler for two weeks. Now, what stipulation is that? And then you had it in your stipulation that as soon as they're married, his like contract as a butler was over. So you didn't think as soon as they said I do, like something was going to happen? <laughs> you know, and Miro is such an idiot, you can't feel your own fucking leg get handcuffed to a bowl. Like you just sit there like, oh, I didn't even realize someone handcuffed me. It was so bad. It was it so was... bad. It was it was shot so poorly that you didn't understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like you should have been able to see that someone was handcuffing. What it should have been was Trent should have been one handcuff or tying up Miro so he couldn't go anywhere. And then it should have been you know I like the the box spot where he attacked it knowing yeah. that there would be someone in the box. But then like. But then you didn't care about the cake. Everyone's always in the cake. And it was like so obvious that Orange Cassidy's in the cake. Like, as soon as I started, I see the Alex, well, Orange Cassidy's in that cake. I was at the guy with the pockets. I was like, yeah, he's definitely in that cake. And then Mayor's like, I've seen this before. Hit the bag. I'm like, dude, go check the cake. Like, obviously, someone's in the cake. You've, you've, you're bragging that you've seen this all before, but you didn't even bother to check the cake. And then they made such a big deal about the bachelor party that like wait do you see this bachelor party this bachelor party is going to blow you away this is the bachelor party and he's like i was too busy playing well i don't know minecraft or something or or, or call of duty i forgot to have the bachelor party yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it's 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 just like i don't know so the, i just don't think it was whoever was in charge of this, it's probably that like, idiot Jerry. Jerry Lynn. <laughs> now, I, you know, I don't know why I'm supposed to be excited because that was their actual real wedding and they really did get married. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, you know, that good for them. They, that's what they're saying online that that was their actual. They, I do right there that that was actually it. Uh, no, because I you're gonna tell me that James Mitchell is is an actual minister? I don't know. It's not hard in Florida, I don't think. I don't know. It's just I don't believe. You could be a boat captain, I think, in Florida and get your credentials. Oh, what was that movie with uh, with uh, Snake Bliskin on a boat and he married someone overboard or some shit, Captain Captain Pete, whatever. But anyways, I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's just I, all bad. I don't know what the purpose of this is. What does this lead to now? Like, so Miro's probably gonna have a feud with Orange Cassidy. He's gonna destroy Orange Cassidy. Like, I, I, what does that lead to? Like, they're just gonna feud, keep feuding with the best friends, I guess. I Chuck guess. Starts, you know, I mean, I don't know. Trent's not coming back anytime soon. I, I, I just, I don't know. It was terrible. It was. Yeah. I mean, again, Jr. I mean, you know, could you calm down with Penelope Ford? Like, again, she came out and he's like, whoa, well, look at her. I mean, whoa. have you ever seen a hotter bride? Yeah, like, Jr. calm down, man. Yeah. Calm down. They need to just stop doing wrestling weddings. How about that? I don't know I mean, why. I learned to wrestle. You know? <laughs> I mean, Rusev's been in freedom now. That's Mira's <laughs> third wrestling wedding, you know? Who interrupted the first one when he married Lana? Was that Cena that interrupted it or whatever? I don't remember. It's the same outfit on. He did have the same outfit on, though. And then, and then they had the horrible Liv Morgan lesbian angle and the Bobby Lashley cuck one that they did. Yeah. That whole horrible thing. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, let's move on to something good. Then you had... Um, 
Mox, Phoenix, and Pac versus Omega and the Good Brothers, and I thought this was great. Yep. It was amazing. It shows you how good AEW could be if they mm-hmm. cared as much about every storyline as they did this one. And I usually don't like Mox, but I really kind of almost popped for his intro when he had Phoenix and Pac with him. The way he came out the door and they all came out together, uh, came out as a unit. Like, it was cool. They, you know, those guys are cool. Phoenix and Pac are cool. I mean, you know, it all, it, 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 the Good Brothers are – I mean, this is all good. All of it was great. And then the big ending at the end, Kenta showing up. That was sweet. That was awesome. And, and I guess this makes it official that they're working with New Japan, right? So mm-hmm. – Word is that 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 uh, this might just be something that Tony Khan in in Mox's contract apparently he's not allowed to wrestle for any other like big promotion in the states. So he's normally not allowed to wrestle for New Japan if the show is is happening in in, in the United States. But he can go to Japan and wrestle whenever he he wants. I guess Tony Khan said he would waive it so he could drop the belt to Kenta because. Mox has the 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 New Japan U.S. title, and uh, I think these couple like this happening is might be a, a, the start of a working relationship. Where if he was willing to do that with the contract, you know, they he wanted something back, so he's getting Kenta, and, yeah, uh, and uh, getting in one getting one match on his television uh, from Kenta, which. So, Don, you didn't see the little viral video that happened from AEW afterwards, correct? All I saw was Kenny and Kenta in the, in the uh, parking lot. And he and was he like, watched, hey, Kenna. Yeah, I saw that. And he was like, I ain't your Kenna. boy. Get the fuck out of here or whatever. He swore at him. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, I like this. Like, I like the fact that they are, you know. So they're not Bullet Club, like everybody's saying. Yeah, that they're not finally, they're not totally together, but they're kind of together. Yeah. Well, like honestly, it's basically you know you got you got one of the original Bullet Club guys with with Carl Anderson and Kenny's, uh-huh. and it, it was like. I think Kenny was the leader for a long time. For yeah. a long time. So and he, when Kenny even said he's like, "Hey, I'm getting the American Club going." And he goes, I didn't know, I didn't know we were having visitors and stuff. Like I'm like, that's cool. Like that they're gonna have two sides to it, and if they don't like each other, that's fine. But like I like the fact that they, you know, mm-hmm. heck, Bullet Club was so huge. Yeah, able to redo that in AEW. Just think about how AEW is huge. If you can bring Bullet Club into AEW and get all that going, you know how much people love faction. Bullet Club is so huge, it's so over. Everyone yeah. loved it. Everyone had a million shirts. If you can get all that going again, even have the music again and all that stuff again, like it's yeah. gonna kill. It's gonna it'll destroy NXT. I mean, it'll just mm-hmm. it may be the straw that breaks the back that they move NXT to Tuesday. They may have to admit defeat, especially yeah. if it's gonna be on Impact, New Japan, and AEW. Yeah, that's the that's the kicker. Like it'll be a real takeover. Like they're in several companies doing all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what we gotta wait for is just New Japan to get on board to okay the like the license all the all that the stuff. Thing. I mean New Japan should. I mean my God, with the fan base that AEW has and how dedicated they are and the stuff that they buy, if you start pumping out Bullet Club stuff uh, again, I mean that's, that would be how you would get it. To, like you get fifty percent of all T-shirt sales. Yeah. Why wouldn't you get the, the trademark? Look at the way they sell the action figures. You start out selling Bullet Club AEW licensed action figures. They'll sell. I mean, they sell already like crazy. It would be. It would be pretty. It would be amazing. Like I think, and this could be the thing that would make wrestling could make wrestling cool again. Because when a person can be like, oh my god, these these all these people are working together to just put out good stuff. Like, you know. Well, it, imagine, Bullet Club was in its infancy. They were going around all those different. They were in, they were in TNA, they were in AAA, like they were all over the place, and they yeah, just kind of like became. The they would appear on ROH all the time, uh-huh. the music and all that. So yeah, yeah, the possibilities are endless. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what, last night Kenta, you saw what three minutes of Kenta last night, right? Yeah, not even. How best. much cooler was that than three years of a day of Tommy? You know, you know what I mean. We got to do his finishing move for one. He got to do his finishing move. Just the look, the feel, 
the way he acted, like yeah. you're like, is this even the same guy that was horrible a day of the Tommy in NXT? Those years where they wouldn't allow him to Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. It's it's leaves a lot of cool things to happen. You know, the possibilities are endless. I think someone like Mox is totally on board with all the directions he can go there. Again, my only fear with all this is Jericho wanting to be too involved in it. And, like, I, I don't want him that. Like, I don't want to be like, well, the Alpha Club. Don't forget about the Alpha, the Alpha Club. Club. And I got to be the new leader. And I got to be this. Like, nah, you can go away a little bit. Let these younger guys run with this. Let them run with something that changed the wrestling business before and let them do it again here now that they're on national primetime TV in the United States and not on Saturday nights on whatever the fuck channel ROH is on. You know, this is this is a lot bringing Bullet Club to TNT. Yeah. It's like bringing the NWO back to TNT. It really is. It, is. it really is. I mean, because they are the NWO. They're the new NWO, you know. Yeah, and just to see that that music played on all, you know, three to four different, you know, platforms, because you could have guys show up in NWA, they have a show online, you know, like they, there's Bring a lot honor of even. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Here's where I think Ring of I Honor won't have a relationship with Ring of Honor, but maybe. Japan already does have a relationship with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've, I'm, have you? I haven't seen anyone switch over in a while. I, I mean, I, I think that's COVID, because of the pandemic. Yeah, but I think even before then, you know, they were weren't too happy with some stuff. I, I don't know. I don't think, but um, or yeah, you could do so much stuff. Like it's, it's it would be exciting. really good if they could all work together. Yeah, and if they can make that AEW championship like the old NWA championship was, where everyone wants that, and like, uh huh. It'll be cool. It'll be yeah. Cool. I mean, Tony Khan's a good guy to work with all that, but my the only thing I think they would have to watch is, like and we've said this before a couple times, is when is it still a good business decision to be working with people that you don't need to work with? Working with New Japan's different. That's a huge audience, working with New Japan. They both benefit from that. New Japan gets that TNT time slot promoting their shit on, on their – I don't really see what they get about partnering with ROH. I don't think they do either. And I think the one thing I was going to say was ROH is owned by a, like a media corporation. It's owned by yeah. Sinclair. Yeah. Like I, I don't, it, it is a corporation. I don't think they're not going to care about how cool it is or, you yeah. know, Impact, I think, is kind of the same way, but right now it's benefiting Impact. I don't really think it's benefiting. The only thing that it's benefiting AEW is they get to use the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, well, honestly, I think that the, the, once the, those contracts run out and they can officially AEW sign Anderson and Gallows, watch that relationship with Impact, I think, fade away. I also think that this might also be through the people that they're they're sharing. Is that have a relationship with New, J- New Japan? This might have been their way to like start appeasing yeah, that, that relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, give a little bit more now so that they can get more later kind of yeah. situation. We did all this for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New Japan and AEW together. That's that's the Titans right there. That's what matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one pay per view a year where you mix it up, you know. And then have their guys show up at Wrestle Kingdom on one of the two nights. Like, there could be some good stuff there. Look how well it did with WCW in New Japan. Yeah. Like, the, Masachoto was the champion for a little while when they first started that crossover. Yeah. yeah. They were in But Chono was one of my favorite members of the NWO. He was cool when him and Muda would come out together. The NWO music. Yeah, but people forget Chono was WCW World Champion for a little while yeah. before NWO. Yep. Yep. Speaking of the NWO, before we end the show here, do you remember the NWO B Team music? Yeah. 
Uh, it's so different from the regular NWO music. When you hear it, when you haven't heard it in 20 years, you're like, they used to come out to this shit. Like the other guys come out to that sweet NWO music, and the other guys came out to this like banjo song. Like, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> On YouTube, it's known as the vicious and delicious song theme song. Ah, There's another bit of NWO trivia for you. Did you know that Masachono owns the trademark in Japan and he has a storefront in Tokyo where he sells NWO shirts and nothing else? That's hilarious. That's awesome. That is. Eric Bischoff said that on his podcast. The B team. Worst member of the NWO. Go. Virgil. Vincent. The disciple. Ooh, here's the thing. Fake sting. Oh, fake sting was great. Fake, fake sting. Was bad. Here's the thing. Fake sting was huge with the 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 New Japan NWO. Did he he was like a them? huge member. He might have led them, or he was like a champ at some time. That guy was like legit, Don. Like he was a huge star in Japan. <laughs> The disciple is horrible because his hair and beard were so weird looking. Like, yeah, he was so bad. Virgil, I don't even consider was a member of the NWO. He was just like a guy that hung out with them and with like their valet did a ring. Another horrible member of the NWO was the Harris brothers. Oh, that doesn't count. They were so. That was a silver, yeah. So, 2000, Bret Hart's another horrible member of the NWO. Never was there a guy that didn't want to be there at all. Yeah. I'm going to send you guys a good meme that I get every once in a while from people. If I can find Stevie, it. Stevie bad. Ray was, oh. a bad, was a bad. He let them. He did. Remember, remember after they did the finger poke of doom? <laughs> Speaking of that video I watched, uh, the, the guy with the Irish accent, he must, at one point, he says finger poke of doom like 57 times. Like, Alex was in the room with me going, why is he keep saying that over and over? He's like, and then the finger poke of doom, finger poke of doom, after the finger poke of doom. Uh, the next night on Nitro was the best because, like, the new NWO with their NWO elite, they're like red and white together. They enter the ring and Steve Ray's like, what the fuck, what are we? And they have, like, all those schlubs that are still on the white. NWO Hollywood team. They're like, and Hulk Hogan's like, oh, pick who's going to lead the squad. Then they had to have a series of matches for who was going to lead that, like, the B team. They were basically the NWO B team. Did they come down to Virgil and Stevie Ray, though? Uh, Stevie Ray ended up winning. I forget who he beat. But, man, it had some shit people on that team. (laughs) Michael Wall Street. Michael Walsh. And it had the dude that was like eventually, was it Crush was part of them too? Yeah. For a little bit before he joined Chronic. Yeah. Crush. Crush. <laughs> Another great from that video was when Sting finally returns and he's like, quiet. like the thing that I thought was interesting is a lot of people, and I never remember this, when they were first teasing that Sting was going to come back and like after the NWO beat him and like WCW turned on him and Luger didn't trust him, he went away for like six months. They yeah. would bring him back to house shows and he was wearing like just a white, like regular, like his old face paint, but it was just white. Yeah. And he had like dark hair. It wasn't Crow. And he fought the NWO and they were like, Chef was like, this just doesn't work. And I didn't know that Scott Hall was the guy that came up with the Crow yeah. thing. Yeah. And then he said, the best thing for you to do is be up in the rafters and not talk. He's like, don't say a word for a year. And that's what he did, not say a word for a year. And the first time he did you, he has that vulture with him. Yeah. <laughs> so and the vulture's like on the rope and like the NWS Scott Hall and that segment is great because he's like trying to touch it and then screaming and running across the ring when the bird's moving. See, it's like ropes, you know, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Scott Hall was great during the NWO time. It, Hall and Nash are great. They were just having a blast doing whatever they wanted. I saw a meme today of Scott Hall. We're kind of going down a rabbit hole because we are still recording this for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was like it was Scott Hall's first TNA run, and his he debuted wearing a strip club T-shirt in his <laughs> third appearance when he was wearing his son's 
elementary school t-shirt and it's like that's the kind of dad you guy you want to be tna right tna yeah yeah, yeah. Scott Hall, he, he came out through the crowd wearing a strip club shirt and he shows him like three weeks later and he's wearing like genesis elementary school t-shirt Scott Hall would just wear like the jacket with the blood on it so it looked like his wolf pack yeah paint. oh yeah Cool stuff. Hall and Nash were great back in those days as the NWO. They were great. It's a shame Scott Hall never got a world title. Yeah, and anything. It's crazy when you think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were at their dominance. I mean, they had Macho Man, Perfect, Hall, Nash, Hogan. There was like so many people. Yeah. Can we be honest? I hated Macho in the NWO. I never got it. I never, he never needed it. It was, he should have always been WCW and been the, 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 the good guy. That, uh, it, it fits the, the mold of the original, though, when he was a former WWF guy. He's, yeah, he was a former WWF guy. It was like an invasion kind of angle, you know. I get all that, but that whole match where Hogan turned, all the people in that match become NWO within a year. Eventually, yeah. yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Hogan went like, Savage would quit and then like challenge Hogan for leadership on and off. And mm. I also never knew that um they had to make Hall and Nash on live on Nitro say they were not from the WWE because they got sued by the WWE. Uh huh. They talked about that on the pod. Yeah. He had to come out. They we're not with them though. No. All good stuff. You know who you are, but you don't know why. Always great. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite. Tell your friends. Review us on your whatever you are listening to us on. And have have a great evening. All right, later. Later.